Good. Whenever you're ready. All right, man. Three, two. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the MCU for Dummies. It is 2022. I am dummy number one, Ken. That is dummy number two, Lou. And Lou, I got to lead with the best part of one of the best movies of 2021. Happy Hogan confirmed big New York Islanders fan. That was probably the biggest takeaway from the movie. <laughs> I mean, you were absolutely. probably so excited about it. the Islanders are canon, the, um, right? So crazy because, like, if this movie was made ten years ago, it probably would just be like a Knicks jersey. Yes, but now it's an Islanders jersey, and I, I really would love to hear the story about how that came I, to be. I need to know how that got through, like, the prop department versus like set decoration versus like. Everybody who's involved in and Alec Baldwin can give us more insight on on who's involved in props and and whatnot on set. But it goes like the the amount of people who have to touch a prop or have to like be involved in set decoration for something to be in Spider-Man, like the biggest movie of 2021 and what will be probably the highest grossing movie until Doctor Strange comes out, which carries some weight nowadays, Uh, like how does an Islanders jersey get on the wall of Happy Hogan's apartment? I don't know. I'm just I'm looking up Spider-Man Islander jersey. It's it's a Reddit thread <laughs> of someone saying, "Hey, did anyone else see the Isles jersey?" And uh, it uh, yeah, New York Islanders. They tweeted, "Anyone see the Isles jersey in the oh, new did Spider-Man they? movie?" Because we did, and then the eye emojis. Um, yeah, it's crazy, man. You love to see that. I mean, there's, uh, it's got to yeah. be somebody's right. Like somebody had it, or. Somebody signed it and I bet you a lot of like Eastern European, you know, people in Asia are just like, what team is that? They're like, oh, that must be uh, like okay. You know what's actually WNBA. You know, like, oh, it's a hockey team. It really it 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 does not carry any weight. Folks, if you're listening, the relevancy of this conversation is that Ken's been a lifelong Islander fan, and the Islanders (laughs) have never really been good, except (laughs) for the last four years where they've been (laughs) like super, super good. And they've been so good that they get to the final like step of making the championship and then they, then they lose and it just rips Ken's heart out. Cause it's like, you'd rather not make it than get so far and then lose. Um, so the fact that the Spider-Man movie now has chosen in New York city out of like all 11 teams, crazy Islanders is yeah over like this conversation over like worldwide names, like Yankees, the New York Knicks, Rangers, the New York Yankees, Knicks. the New York Rangers, right? Like those gigantic global Giants. brands, right? In Madagascar, the Jets, the Jets. Right. And you give me the New York Islander jersey. I mean, come on. I Crazy. wonder. I just got to know. I got to know. John Favreau, if you're listening, please let us know how that ended up on the set. We don't, we Ken's don't got a, an Islander blanket behind him. So this is a, and, and a, a signed Islanders jersey. From, and with, if you keep moving with, and stuff, there'll be a probably a child underneath there with a small jersey. If you look real close, you'll see dummy number oh, two's there you go. signature right there. From on Ken's the wedding. Jersey. Yes. Well, will lead us to the next point. Ken got married again, same woman as, <laughs> as the yes, saying goes. Um, but Ken and his uh, wife of, of a year put a deposit down on an establishment about two years ago we and sure COVID did. hit. And then we finally had our celebration in early December. Um, it was a lovely time. It was very nice. It was in Brooklyn and Ken was showing us a signed Jersey that everybody was able to write a little note. Yes. There was, there were no, no Eternals showed up. No um, Eternals, no Spider-Man. Nobody did a flip. Kind of um, forgot Eternals happened. Yeah. We, I think I was a little drunk on that. I was like, Oh man, this was great. But now I'm like, I don't know if fun. I'd watch it again. Um, If it's on like TBS, I'll put it on. 
I think the MCU it was it was long. It, it was, was very long. long. What I'm getting from the Spider-Man movie is that it's the biggest thing since Endgame and a lot of the people that really just followed like they went from Endgame to Spider-Man because they didn't really have an interest in watching yeah. the Disney Plus shows. They're like where is this going? And I think they have a, a good point <laughs> because you really can't top Endgame because it was a 10 year project with 20 movies to set it yeah. up. So I do think the bar needs to be like readjusted and it's much lower now um, because well, there's like tiers of movies. Yeah, go on, go on. No, I, sorry, I, sorry to cut you off, but it, it's crazy because I think they agree with you that it needs to be reset because the bar is at like this extraordinary level. But then they were like, you know, what we should do is we'll raise the bar even higher and like have Tobey Maguire Spider-Man from literally 20 years ago um, when you guys were all kids. We'll have him come be Spider-Man again and uh, and you guys will all be satisfied. And we are. But now the bar is once again in fucking space. Yeah. If um, if 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 Star Wars and the MCU were stocks, I think I'm selling MCU. And I think wow. Star Wars is, is gonna be the is gonna be the um the horse to ride in the in the in the oh. upcoming years. Did you watch the book of Boba? I haven't watched it yet, but I heard that the first episode wasn't good. It was not. um I don't know. We'll make our own opinions here. All I'm saying is that I just like the Spider-Man trick was a really big one. I don't know like how this can keep going. I think like and like it, it, I think it will be like sustainable. Over yeah. the years, like we'll get a lot of these really good Disney Plus shows to like maintain the quality, but I would really wonder how big of a spike. But maybe we could be wrong. Maybe like you know, Jonathan Majors does some crazy stuff with Kang, and he's able to play right. like ten different characters. And then we're like, oh wait, never mind. This is he's so much better than Thanos. I can't believe I ever doubted. I mean, it's all it's fascinating, right? I mean, the 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 the, the loving end game, right? Like that whole Infinity Saga, et cetera, et cetera. Like. There was so much that had to build up to it. And I still think you need to build down from it. And I think that's kind of what they're trying to do. Cause it can't, you can't just do like, um, you can't just roller coaster because that's not how you will make money, right? Like you can't go, okay, here's 23 movies. And now we're going to give you eight new origin stories from, Right. And then we'll do another saga. Right. Like you can't do that over and over again. Um, you need to like build to a plateau at some point, I think. And if the worst we're going to get is Eternals, then we're in fine shape. I agree. Um, I, I think because the bar is so high, it, I think it's more likely that we would get another Age of Ultron before we get another end game. Because uh, we, need yeah. to, we need to, I think tell we that need to be realistic, though. I also think. Back. Yes, but I like, still think we need to be realistic about like some of these other movies that we say are like really good that were like not like you look at the MC like the the OG MCU right the first twenty three movies right like how many of those movies would you actually sit down and watch again from start to yeah, finish? Yeah, so on I your think own? there's like the way it's because te- at some point we're gonna have to do an MCU ranking. We're gonna put, yes. put our money where our mouth is, but I do think there's like two camps of movies that I would. Maybe three. I would gladly rewatch. I would not mind rewatching. And then those that are like, oh man, I really don't want to sit here for two hours and rewatch these movies. Yeah. Yeah. There's so. like, I, I think I, I put them in like, 
I'm home alone on a Friday and I don't want to go out. I will put this movie on the TV with just me and I'll enjoy it versus I'll put this movie on TBS while I'm doing dishes versus I would honestly change the channel because it just is useless to me. What, what are examples of the last two? The um, Like the TBS movie, you could give me Ant-Man. You okay. could give me uh, gar- like Guardians 2. You know, like, oh, you didn't like Guardi- uh, Guardians 2 is a bit draggy with the. Yeah. Whole, so um, like and th- those types of movies, I would yeah. I would watch them if they were on. I'm not going to like go out of my way to turn them off. But like, yeah, Iron Man two or three comes on. I could I could probably change the channel. I would honestly rather watch a rerun of Seinfeld than like Iron Man three, like just useless. Yeah, that's not the one with Justin Hammer, right? Uh, it might be. No, the I third can't. one is when he goes to the little village and not the, I mean, he's like in Tennessee or something, but he, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, 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 it's not, a, oh, let's, let's get back on track. So Spider-Man anyway. came out. Yes. Um, you saw it the Thursday. I got a little sicky sick over the weekend. Yeah. So I had to you think you had Monday. the Omicron loop. Well, now that we're in the clear, um, it's been some time. Um, I'm of the belief that potentially, yes, man, I was at the gym today and like, I ran for like 15 minutes and I was like. Uh, it, like just putting in like perspective like that was not a yeah. lot for me a month or two i was ago. just gonna like, say I, I need to i need to clarify that lou yeah. runs more than 15 minutes if i ran yeah. for 15 minutes and was out of breath that'd be very normal that's a good day for me yeah but this wasn't like tired this was like it's a you little hard help. to breathe in here i need help yeah so that's why so it's been a little weird and honestly i just haven't been sleeping well for like the yeah, last like couple stinks, of weeks man. and i don't know what's going on with that and then just a side note every time i go outside i get these like cold rashes which is yeah, not COVID you need to like all. go see the doctor about that so we don't and know they, what's going on i there. think you're becoming allergic to new york city lewis it could be because in the liberal agenda well now we got our new mayor he's trying to be cool mayor so be cool man. um so yeah, so we see Spider-Man. Um, I took it upon myself to not eat popcorn during that movie. I kept the mask on the whole time. I was feeling very fine. I was symptom-free. Just want to put it out there and all that Very jazz. good, very good. Um, so I think, and I also saw it very early. Yeah, you, you um, go to I like put, the breakfast shows. Well, okay, so here's the thinking. <laughs> um, I don't like going like too late at night because I, I need a lot of time afterwards because I'm going to have to come home and watch like Eric Voss and, yeah. and all yeah. the recaps and stuff. Um. So I originally was going to go on earlier on, on the weekend, but then I was like, I'm not feeling good. So I got the refund from Fandango and that all worked oh, out. Oh, well. wow. We're still using um, Fandango for the tickets. Lewis oh yeah. over there online. in 2009. That's, oh yeah. That is impressive. My it's man. just one of the options because you buy the ticket and then it gives you all those I things. It. And don't I don't, I I don't want to, I don't want to give AMC directly our, my money. So <laughs> uh, I want to make sure there's a little haircut at the top for Fandango. So anyway, <laughs> It's already a two and a half hour movie. I played the little uh, hooky on said Monday and went to the movies. Um, so I wanted to get it over with. I didn't know how I was going to be feeling and, mm-hmm. and all mm-hmm. that stuff. And I, I was happy I did go at that time. It was like noon, so it wasn't really that early. Yeah, you yeah, sure. um, came home, watched all the things. But what I'm getting at is I think my audience was a bit calmer than potentially uh, yours, yes. which was yes, on a there Friday was, night. So there was some jumping Tell us about involved. your experience. It was a lot of fun. I think we had no jumping. So yeah, now that that's like one of my favorite things about these movies is like the, the, the theater experience is why I, I enjoy it. Um, which is also why I like going to the movie so much. I think that's, that's like the best part is like people go, <gasps> you know, like that. Can I oh, fuck quick you know. pause there? Yes, so so there. you're, you're a big movie guy. 
Yes. Um, there's a podcast I really like called play watch listed. It's for people that work in the video game industry. Um, and they just shoot the shit. It's cute because two years ago, they were like, this is monthly. And then I'm, I'm now up to March of 2020. And they're like, oh, I was going to go to this conference. But then my agent was like, Hey, don't get on that plane. And they're like, ah, COVID the coronavirus. Oh, and Jesus. It's like really funny to listen to stuff from back in that time. But they Oof. have this episode where they're, uh, you just gotta let it breathe, but they're talking about the Sonic movie. Um, and one of the guys is British. The other, another one's a, a woman who's Australian, and then the other two okay. are, are English or American. And they were saying, and the, the British man was like, Americans love like interacting with the movie screen, and they love yelling and they love like laughing out loud at like nothing. Like it's like there's no joke, and they just laugh. It's and they're very like, true. What are you laughing at? Or like they talk, they go, "Oh, that's great." Um, so. <laughs> With with you saying like that, that people are like jumping, yeah, exactly. So with you saying people are jumping around and such, and you love this movie theater experience, have you heard of any of that before? And what are your thoughts about this, like American? You know, we love to just talk back to the movie theater. Yeah, we really do. Like I, I even like, I feel like sometimes I even like put on a show for like the movie director. Like, yeah, I will, <laughs> I will go out of my way to like. To, to chuckle at at things that I know were intended to be a joke, but weren't like laugh out loud funny. I will like go like audibly in a theater. I'll go, <laughs> you know, exactly. like that's what they're I'll give about. one of those things. And and I don't know why I'm doing it. I think it's so that I honestly, it's very performative, right? I mean, like you want everybody around you to know that you get it, right? And I'm, yeah. I'm self-aware to know that I'm being a prick when I do it because I'm, I, you know, I might be the only one laughing at, ha, you know? Oh, oh, I exactly. get it. I understand yep. the 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 intent of the director at that at this very critical moment. Um, but I mean, yeah, it's it's very silly. I, I mean, there's no doubt about it. The hilarity of like a grown ass man like leaving his chair in the middle of a theater and and pumping his fist, screaming at the top of his lungs when when Andrew Garfield, who is a very nice man i'm sure but a very overpaid like actor it, like just comes through this green screened portal back into your life in this one role that you by the way hated him in right let's i know let's, right lest everybody forget how much they the heel hated turn has been incredible i mean it's, it's it's monstrous um you know and, and and to like the the performative nature of that is not lost on me however i still fucking love it I think it's hilarious and I think it's perfect yeah. Uh, because I think that's the whole point, right? Like the whole point of these two, especially these types of movies, like, I mean, shit, you're not going to see like, uh, uh, Jesus, give me, give me some sort of world war two day. You're not going to see saving private Ryan. Dunkirk. Yeah. Dunkirk. There you go. Um, like and, and yeah, I did. And you're not like when Tom Hardy flies his plane into the, into enemy territory in Dunkirk, you're not, jumping out of your seat pumping your fist going bananas right like it's a little bit of a somber moment right we're in like we're in a different world so that's why i like these especially this type of like community movie where everybody can just be like a six-year-old and be like holy fucking shit that's spider-man i love yeah. spider-man you know like i i just think that's cool yeah i had a, a very like reserved uh like grandfather reaction i was like ah <laughs> there they are uh we had a few people like we had like the first whooper that made mm -hmm. it okay because I, I think everyone was a little nervous 
Uh, yeah. Everyone's on high alert in New York City. So, you know, like, I believe we have like their masks on and they're wearing gloves in the movie theaters. So we had our first whooper and then it like opened up a little bit. Um, but yeah, it, I, I think like, because I've seen Black Widow, Eternals. Um, I feel like there's another movie in there. I think there was too, Lou, and I can't remember you. Oh, Shang-Chi. Oh, um, thank you. Oh, so similar to, to Shang-Chi. Which um, annoyingly we'll, was my favorite movie of the trio, and I can never remember gonna, that. We're going to get to that towards Sorry. the end. We'll do, we'll do a brief award show. Okay. Um, but for Shang-Chi in the movie theater, there was no previews. And then all of a sudden, like the compu- the, the screen had like a computer error code, and then it blanked. Oh, no. And then all of a sudden, the movie just started. Um, and that's when some older man turned around. He was like, is everyone here to see Shang-Chi? And then everyone was like, yeah, yeah. Uh, this time the same thing happened. And there was like some, some very nervous energy. And I was wondering like, should I be the one to tell everybody that it's okay? But then what if it's not okay, then it's all my fault. So anyway, um, it was great to be like around like a collective energy of emotions. You yeah. know, I haven't experienced this probably since I had to look up the name from uh, the new Star Wars trilogy, The Rise of Skywalker, when spoiler alert, but Leah passes away in movie life after passing away in real life. Um, and my mom's like hysterically sobbing throughout the movie theater <laughs> wait did she um, think she was gonna stay alive the whole time no but it was just emotional because you know from the 80s you're watching carrie fisher this whole time and fair enough fair enough and and it was very emotional she like dies for kylo yeah, her son. Yeah, yeah, yeah. um so there's a lot of emotion and it, it, carrie fisher just passed in real life so there was a lot of stuff there and my mom's just also emotional um but another spoiler alert when aunt may ends up meeting her demise you, you heard um which i really felt like the director's let that play out well yes um with like some sign like it was a really big let's just chew this moment very quiet and you heard a, a couple of yips in, in the theater yeah. i don't think there was a dry eye in the house um nah, that is what i miss from like being in a collective audience to see movies yeah it, it uh that was tough and and we're gonna do like a, a quick little summary here of of the of the spider-man in, in a few seconds, we'll, we'll touch on some of the, the cooler parts, some things that you thought hit, some things you thought missed, et cetera, et cetera. But uh, it, particularly the Aunt May stuff um, with the crowd reaction, the obviously the Toby and Andrew stuff with the crowd reaction. Like, I don't, it's, it's, it's what makes entertainment fun. Right. And, and we yeah. can, we can talk all about how professional sports are probably like the demise of, you know like uh, humanity uh civilized mankind whatever you want to call it um but you know like I that's what makes people dancing on tiktok but that's well right story. i mean like that, but that's what makes going to sports fun right like that's what yeah. makes going to see a mets game or going to see an islanders game if you're happy hogan right is is jumping around with people that you you definitely disagree with politically you definitely think they're probably nuts you probably would never hang out with them at a bar or go to a restaurant with them or have a, a conversation with them at, at at any given point in your life other than this exact moment you're all rooting for the exact same thing to happen that's yeah. what you all want and and that jubilation when something like that does happen people i mean in in movies people uh get angry about fan service a lot but as a fan, I want to be served. Serve me. Like, I, right. Yeah. I don't know why that's always such a bad thing, you know? Um, so like the, the, the crowd reaction stuff, it was really cool, especially for a movie like this. You couldn't imagine this type of film, um, this type of, I'm sorry, if I'm, if I'm Martin Scorsese or, or uh, 
I forget the the Dune director Villanueva um this type of theme park ride Lewis um being released like at home you know like you watch you watch this movie in the theater it's crowded even if it's a somber crowd or or like a a muted crowd you still get your yips you still get the whoop you know there's there's something going on there you don't watch yeah. this type of movie at home for the first time i agree except eternals i would have loved to watch that at home because i had to pee and i would like to do it at a different time man i went to see that on like opening night at like 10 o'clock it's a bad move boy it got late bad real move. fast I know I was going to say you lead us off at Spider-Man, but I'm trying to pay more attention to movie structure as it goes. Um, oh, what did you think about backwards. Act 3, Lou? Did you think it was oh, too CGI say, dependent three. when they act fought three, the I thought was good. Man? I thought Act 3 was good. Um, <laughs> but structurally, I think Act 1 um, probably, well, working backwards, Act so Act 2, the sandwich one, um, ends with Aunt May passing because of the mm-hmm. Green Goblin. Um I thought it was an interesting way to kill her off. Like she gets like knocked over and then it's like one of those, like I'm fine. And then touches the stomach with the blood and yeah, whatever. Um, act three. And then is the, the big fight scene at the end on the Statue of Liberty that all that jazz and stuff. And act one, I would probably say like ends with um, the like spiritual punch to Peter Parker. Right. And then there's, there's yeah. the big fight, the, the big train fight with Dr. Strange and stuff. Um, but I would probably summarize them as like act one is like Dr. Strange, you're meeting all the villains and, and such. Act two is like Peter thinks he can fix everybody and then act three is the big fight and such. W- what were your thoughts on Strange here? Because you thought that there was there was something up, that there was a little something strange with the Dr. Strange. Um, were you a big fan of him in the movie? How do you, how would you rank his his performance in, in this one? Yeah, it, it's 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 fascinating especially because and, and again spoilers all throughout uh you know etc cetera, etc cetera. it's been two weeks um, you guys have seen it already it, they, have, they have um i think the most interesting thing about the strange situation get it it's pretty strange you get it, you get it. yeah um, it was a it was a cold take though yeah oh stop it oh stop it um is i'm just that... getting mad now <laughs> you son of a bitch you son of a bitch um the I'm going to start backwards with the post-credit scene, which was not a, a trailer scene. It was a movie trailer for, crazy. for Dr. Strange Multiverse of Madness, which has always been, I was more excited about that movie uh, than Spider-Man. Um, that was wrong. That was stupid. Spider-Man was really good. And Dr. Strange will be good, I'm sure, but it won't be this. I mean, this is going to be hard to beat. You know, and that, I think that's why the Spider-Man is in that endgame territory because it's brought other people. Like I don't know how much I'm sure Multiverse Madness will do well, but it will not do Spider-Man no. well no. because it brought out that whole other group of people that are like, I'm not going to watch every MCU movie, but I'll watch this one. Yeah. And all those people, from what I've heard, loved it. They're like, this movie was well written, well done. Kudos to everyone involved. Yeah, gone, gone. Um. So, so my point being. I didn't even get I didn't even get close to a point. So starting from like that movie trailer where we know we're going to get some crazy Doctor Strange bullshit, kind of like what if stuff, things melting into goo. We're in some sort of like variant territory. We're still hearing rumors about all certain cameos and Captain Carter's and 
whoever the heck else may appear right as as variants or variables or whatever the fuck you want to call them of their of their other personalities so like you know that's on the horizon this whole time while you're watching that movie right like we know dr strange multiverse madness is coming out we know kind of what it's going to be about we know wanda's going to be in it we know she's kind of fucking around over in westview and now she's reading the dark hold and she's all sexied up in her new outfit and shit and then so like that's in the back of your head the whole time right like you know i mean elizabeth olsen is always in the back of my head at all times but like that whole dr strange plot is like in your head while you're going through this movie right and you're saying okay is this movie just a vehicle for that movie right or does this movie have its own plot so upon first interaction I'll, I'll admit when i'm wrong upon first interaction with the uh no way home trailer i felt like this spider-man movie was going to be a vehicle for multiverse of madness was going to just make multiverse of madness possible was just going to make multiverse of madness make more sense because i think that's going to be a difficult movie conceptually for people to uh get their hands on right um so and that's kind of why i wasn't so excited about it because i thought it was just going to be a stepping stool uh, and not to say i wasn't excited about it but i thought it was just gonna be a stepping stool from uh no multiverse stuff to spider-man multiverse stuff which will kind of give you like some sort of strange Doctor Strange backstory, et cetera, et cetera. So that multiverse of madness carries more weight, right? That was incorrect, right? Spider-Man was its own movie, right? It was about, it was about Peter Parker. It was about Spider-Man. It was about those characters, which is why, which is one thing I think the MCU does really, really well. People can, can argue all about how uh, they think uh, what's his name? Tom Holland is Iron Man Jr. And, and et cetera, et cetera. And I think that's horseshit. I think every, every single one of his movies has been perfectly grounded in the Spider-Man mantra of like trying to find himself and being a teenager and learning what it means to be a Spider-Man. He's fucking a kid, you know, et cetera, et cetera. So I think he's one of the best performances for his character probably yes. rivaled by iron man late uh like later thor like ragnarok thor and then like Endgame steve rogers yeah i i totally like, agree totally. they're in their own tier of like performance matches who their character is supposed to be absolutely and every tom holland movie is awkward teenager trying to figure himself out yeah and, and, and i didn't love i didn't love far i didn't love far from home but it was a it was a fine movie you know i'd put that above a lot of other mcu movies a lot of them um and i think no way home stuck the landing all the way through so to to get to your dr strange point i think i was incorrect about my initial beliefs of dr strange in, in and his role in this in this film however i am now way more excited for multiverse of madness than i was even before this when i was uber excited i think that that like to me this like kang time travel sci-fi shit that's where i want to be i don't like the like hero fight bad man stories that just doesn't cut it for me like I, I get it they're like you know they're fun like but like the original ant-man is like it's a fun movie and the performances are phenomenal but the story is you know whatever guy has tech guy steals tech guy makes new tech guy bad guy fight bad guy make win you know cool but like this, like we're we got variants and we got different goo and shit. Like I'm all in. I'm all about goo. 
what about you <laughs> like where was oh, your yeah. like because you going in you were not uh you were not thinking strange was strange or were you um i thought it was a, it was i think just like overall it was weird to have him in that setting like he's yeah. wearing a sweatsuit he's got the, <laughs> what, the fox cup like it was just weird um to have all that and i think at some point like strange was his own story that was like trying to pull from the main story yeah and then it, it always kept coming back to like the evil villains in his basement like why does dr strange have this job where he has to like keep everyone captive now that we know that wong is like the sorcerer supreme and the most powerful person in, in the multiverse uh because strange was blipped for five years which I, I don't know if anyone was talking about until this movie brought that point up yeah but I just felt like strange was trying to steal from, you know, the kids and their show of uh, MJ, Ned and um, Tom Holland, Spider-Man the whole time. So I didn't really get why he was there. I mean, it makes sense like ultimately, but when you watch the trailer, you're just like, I agree with you. I think it was easy to think this is going in a direction where it's just going to set up that bigger movie, but I think they left enough crumbs on the table where you can still make a meal of it and everything will be fine. Yeah. Do it. So yeah. I, Lou, I'll, I'll a question for you. Let me ask you, let me ask you a question about hit me. Let, let me just, you know what? I'm just going to ask you the question. No setup. Just no set right in, right in. Did it make sense from start to finish? Did the character motivations from what you know about Dr. Strange, from what you know about Spider-Man, from what you know about, you know, uh, Aunt May and, Etc. Etc. Everybody in that Spider-Man world. Did the story make sense? Right. Uh, I don't think it really did. <laughs> I mean, like, okay. so, like, what's what's the ultimate results? Um, Peter Parker goes back to being anonymous, but now he has literally no one in his life. Um, but I also think that puts him in a good position to mentor a potential, you know, um, mm-hmm. a, a new a new up, up and comer. Um, you'd have to assume that there's probably not another Spider-Man movie for another two, three years and, you know, into the Spider-Verse is animated. So I think they'll probably just do that all at once and then they'll just yeah. release it a year apart. And I don't know if they'll tell the Miles Morales story there, but like Peter's in a perfect position to kind of just be like in the background as uh, a new star comes into the fold and they kind of do a team up and then you like mentors down the road. Yeah. Um, but then MJ and Ned, it's like, if that's it, that's it. It, it would suck. I would love to have you know their own team. Well, it seems show. like Ned is going to be some sort of sorcerer with his. Yeah, you know, he's doing some some squiggles, and, and then MJ, MJ over like, there. They can't afford her because yeah, she's going to be years. She's going to be incredibly expensive. If she's not already expensive, she's going to have Dune money in her pockets. Maybe she'll yeah. do it for free because it's her boyfriend. But if they break up, then we're in trouble. I don't. Know. I don't know. Break I don't up know if she works screen, for free. I don't think she works for free either. But if they so, break up off screen, she's going to come in and say, "I want to make as much money." Yeah. as i should be making yeah so to, back to your point i guess the theme of this movie was um healing right like all the bad guys got healed um they yeah, all I think got it fixed. was i think it was acceptance i think acceptance is the is is kind of the the overarching theme right remember like, the uh like the loki mobius of the uh like anime photos that people were sharing on twitter about the how horny they, ones uh, or the non-horny ones yeah so there's there's a new crop of, of horny pics uh unleashed on the internet with um and doc listen. ock and the green oh. goblin oh. because um they they were 
two scientists that very much respected each other. And I guess they were happy to see each other after such a long time. But I thought that was funny too. There was like a clear distinction between Doc Ock and the Green Goblin who are like tier one, like 1A, 1B. And then Sandman, because he's in the Tobey Maguire movies. And then there's like, who's this lizard guy? And who's oh, the, the lizard? The, the lizard thing was hilarious to me because everybody I, was like, the fuck who is, is this? that? Because they're the Andrew Garfield series. Um, so I, I found that kind of funny that like, I think the average audience member needed a little more of a lead way to be like, here's who these guys are. Sorry, I got to um, look up the in this whole story. And I, and that's fine. I can I can carry on here. I don't know if you're going to be able to find the horny because I don't. Think I'm just going like, to look up Doc Ock Green Goblin and just see what comes up. I don't know if uh, you know the old SEO is going to be optimized to show you some. Oh, uh, it knows. Raunchy it knows picks what I here. Want. But anyway, um, so yeah, I, I I don't really know if it did make sense. I think it was just a really good movie, and it the writing of the movie was really good. But I don't know if it had like a real clean yeah it was you know, it was i think you know that's the problem with the, so, some so many of these like gigantic uh like the premise of this movie it made enough sense to me right where you could conceivably be like okay so everybody who knows that peter parker spider-man right like that's the that's the issue with the spell or whatever it is with the magic so that's what's going to cause the problem and then people who know that peter parker spider-man are all coming into the to the universe the problem with that being that it could have been, you know, like conceivably, and this is why you need to suspend your disbelief when you go to the movies, especially when you go to see a movie about a man who is a spider. Um, like conceivably, logically, like there should have been a million fucking people that came through the, the thing, right? Like you should have had Kirsten Dunst should have been there and all of the and and James Franco should have been there and all of these like it just literally everybody should have been there conceivably based on you know the the premise of the 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 mishap um but it's a Spider-Man movie so like we got like the fun stuff and all that other minutia is bullshit so who cares that's it why was it goes yeah that's why I think it was fine and that's why it's so well received um, the whole, I, I guess the goal is to explain this multiverse thing and yeah. the easiest way to, to really explain it, um, instead of saying, Hey, this is Kang the conqueror, but it's actually this guy named he who remains, but it's the mm -hmm. same actor. Um, if you just, you know, wait a little bit, he'll come back and he might be blue. And then maybe you'll get that. Um, for most people who like want to just go see these movies and just buy the like DVDs to collect at home, they might not be doing that much research into this like i think yeah. loki's the deepest show that i went into in 2021 and i finally started understanding it towards the end of like what this whole multiverse thing and earth 616 and all that type of stuff is but i think to express it to your average audience member that you want to come keep seeing movies especially the next one being the multiverse of madness it's probably really helpful to say like the sky opened and all of the past bad guys all came to this world and everyone knows that they don't really belong here and no one knows why they're here. They are now all fixed and they went home. And I think if that was the result of it, then that's good because now average fans know what the multiverse madness is. Yeah. <laughs> and I think no, I, I, I'm, I'm kind of in full agreement with you.
Yeah, and um, then like the, the writing and the acting and all the, the people, because there were so many adults yes. in the room. I think that's just what carried the rest of the movie because like everyone was so well flushed out and they, they knew who they were. And I think that's like also what made it, you know, such a great movie too. So oh, it didn't I, really Lou, have to tell I, I gotta give you, I gotta give you some story. breaking news, breaking, breaking uh, MCU related news on the old podcast. Um, you, your boy, Dr. Morbius um, has been delayed until April 1 of 2022. Um, yeah, folks, originally January 28th. Yeah. Um, if you're out here questioning who is Morbius, why is he in the MCU? Why did someone decide to spend a lot of money on this question on this movie? Um, that is also a question I it's have. It's going to be a fascinating that movie. And, uh, I think that movie is going to be fucking wild because not only in that movie does he in the trailer uh, make a venom joke, but he also interacts with Michael Keaton. The vulture yes. from uh, Tom Holland's universe. So where the fuck are we? Well, okay, so let's come back. Where into are we, Lewis? Jude Law's Morbius. We've seen two trailers now of. I, but Tom I don't. Hardy I Venom. don't think it's Jude Law, my friend. I believe that is. Um, uh, oh God, it's not no, Jude I can't Law. His... No, no, no. It's the guy who was in Hold Dallas. On. Oh, Byers Jared Leto. Club. It's Jared, Jared Leto. Leto. Thank you. Thank you. He was great in Dallas Buyers Club. Jude um, Law is. Uh, he was the 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 Cree leader, I believe. Yeah. Uh, in Captain Marvel. Uh, Yes, Morbius is also going to have Matt Smith, who plays Prince Charles in The Crown, and will also be one of the Targaryens okay. in uh, the upcoming prequel to Oh, Game they're Thrones. still doing that? I thought they canceled it. I have not heard anything since. I just think this man looks absolutely fascinating. Like, I've never seen anybody else What's that looks like this. You, Matt, why don't you Matt pull him up? Smith. Lou, Lou, why don't you pull him up on the screen? Oh, that is true. Ken and I are doing a little screen share here, so let's do... Uh, here, Let me I'll see him. That. All right, hold on, hold on, hold on. All right, let's All see. Right. Oh, dear. Wow, I didn't expect that. Yeah, I don't know how this is going to do in the... Uh, you know what he kind of looks like? He kind of looks like recording. a knockoff... Uh, oh, it looks great. I mean, it looks great on my side. I don't know. Do you see, like, like the both of us in the in the picture? I don't see I don't see me. It, it's just you, but that's okay. Nobody's that's here for, for me, you know? Um, this is the, the Matt Smith that you might be familiar with in... Let's see. The, the, That's the, interesting. The crown. Um, he's over here. Yeah, I, I don't him. know if people have said it, but he looks like a. Uh, 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 oh God, what is the guy's name? Barney Stinson on uh, on How I Met Your Mother. Why can't I remember his name? Patrick something. Patch. It's a three names. It's three names. Well, what's how I met Barney? Your you're Neil thinking... Patrick Harris. Neil Patrick Harris. Yes. Um, um, anyway, kind of uh, does. this guy looks like a knockoff version, like a dollar store version. And this is him in a wig. He's going to be playing, I think, the older brother of, or no, uh, no, because they, they are like way back when in the Targaryens. Yeah. Um, See, I, I'm not a prequel guy. I think we've gone over this a couple of times, but I, I know how it ends. Why do I need to watch it? I don't know. I... I'm a fan of all this stuff. I think like the more the merrier. Let everybody make their own. Yeah, I mean, I'm gonna watch it. I mean, I Jesus, I, I I I sat down and watched the fucking book of Boba Fett, which was bullshit. But like, I, I like I'll watch it. I just feel like, and I know sequels get a bad rep. 
because like fast and furious right but like i think sequels at least entertain a certain bit of creative authority that you need to that you need to come to the table with in a prequel the ending is already there people like that though they like wow, I don't they like it. knowing how the story ends and then they want to see how we got here what i think is like so appealing about game of thrones is there's so much talk about the targaryens and if the story yeah. is not about the starks then the targaryens are a pretty close second um especially in the end where it's like Jon snow related to danny and then like potentially Tyrion. um that was yeah, fun that when all those like conspiracies were a plausible thing um, yeah do you remember when game of thrones was fun that was that was something it was it was, it was a long period and then it ended very quickly but would you put that loot would you put that on a list of shows that when one day you are fortunate enough to be caring for a little human that you would show them um yeah but i would like set it up for years and be like it's not going to end well it's not gonna yeah end. It's, so it's actually not good. that's that's that was my follow-up question is like do you what do you do you know do it's, you but it's the same thing with like the godfathers everybody knows the first two are good it's like canon that the first two are all-time amazing movies and the third one is available in the box set but you don't watch it <laughs> everyone knows it that wild isn't it wild though that like if i look back at spider at spider-man if i look back at um game of thrones no if i look back at star wars i loved those movies when they came out the like the phantom menace and Clone yeah. wars yeah yeah i, have, I didn't I, have anybody there telling me that they were shit so do we the, let these kids think that these movies are good am i a piece of shit because i i liked phantom menace i think there's some generational stuff there too because i agree with you and i think one of the as i get older one of the like most interesting conversations that i hear from people is like why did those three movies suck um and like just hearing why they did, because I thought they were they were fine, like they're mm-hmm. they're good, but I don't know like what exactly made them really bad. From what I hear, the first movie was like there was just some actors that were like light years ahead of some of the other ones, like yeah. Liam Neeson, yeah, um, just like totally killing it as Qui Gon Jinn, and then he's just yeah, surrounded that, by a bunch of trash. <laughs> the kid acting too was really bad. That's that. That's also that it bad. makes it really hard. It makes things then, really hard. We actually the, just watched the uh, uh, the the Hogwarts reunion. I heard there was uh, a there was multiple errors in that reunion, and they showed Emma Roberts instead of Emma Watson at some point. <laughs> really? Um, I didn't notice. Harry that's Potter hilarious. just seems like a shit show, like in every capacity. The, oh my the God. creator is no. is transphobic. Oh, it, man, they didn't even let her, they didn't even interview her for the fucking thing. I don't blame them. The whole thing is, is just literally being carried by the hopes, dreams, tears, and debt of millennials. Those are the yes. only people that are like really keeping Harry Potter alive. It is wild though. It is like such a there's like, a Harry Potter store like a couple blocks away from me in the city, and there's a line out the door every day. You have to like wait on a queue to that's get crazy. Into the store. I mean, you talk about like a, like, a, th- a theme park store. And and this is let me say out loud that J.K. Rowling is is a fucking weirdo and should just shut up. But there is almost no better example, Lord of the Rings would probably be the next one where there is honestly no missing link 
or no soft spot to the universe. What do you mean? Like the, the created universe does not have a dead zone. The Harry Potter zeitgeist is rock solid from Sorcerer's Stone through Deathly Hallows. It is good. Every single step of the way, it is good. And wait, how does that relate to Lord of the Rings? You're saying so. So I was saying, like, Lord of the Rings is another one of those, like, where where it is perfect, maybe from the Fellowship to Return of the King, or if if you're a reader, honestly, it's perfect from The Hobbit through Return of the King, right? If you're looking yeah. at Star Wars, that is not a perfect universe. There's a lot of fucked up shit going on there, right? Yeah, like Clone I have a, Wars was bad. So, like Lord of the Rings, there's um a really popular book that I'm trying to pull up right now that many do consider as canon. It's the oh. uh it, it was featured in like Ready Player Two, which was a terrible book. Read uh, and oh, did you read, read it? I didn't read it. Terrible. Yet. Go read um Ready Player One. That's like the only good one. Ready Player Two is like just a, a grab. Man, there's there's a book called like the the Sula, like Suleiman or something like that with an S. Hmm. um i'm trying to pull it up but it like flushes out a lot of oh this here i'll pull up the screen share again oh there he goes here we go let's do a little uh if you if you haven't caught on already this is available in video form the hang up here is that i have forgotten our youtube account information so i need to figure out how to log back in and then folks this video oh boy, should oh be online right, um, but the silmarillion Sil- uh, Samarian is a collection of myop- mythopic stories by the English writer J.R.R. Tolkien. Uh, blah, 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 blah. Oh, interesting. Um, so my understanding is that this is supposed to like fill in a lot of the gaps around like some of the tribe people that you meet. This um, beer is unopened and I just tried to have a sip, folks. That's where we're at. Yeah, it's a lot of, uh, this lot one of stuff going in there. A- but yeah, so it's supposed to like flesh out the uh, Lord of the Rings universe because mm-hmm. in like uh, even the first book, like they're just like venturing off into um, Mordor to destroy this ring, and they come across all these different people and like different species and yeah, that's and fascinating. Stuff. Um, so like this book is supposed to like flesh all that stuff out and 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 all that. I heard an interesting take for Star Wars though because George Lucas was such a pioneer in like the the technical side of I mean, let's face it, like any documentary you watch, he like really lifted and shifted from history, Star Wars. That's like a mm-hmm. really important part of the Star Wars franchise is how much it was influenced by the world wars and other moments of history and such. And there's an argument that I heard recently that like George Lucas was really just like, I want to just fund ILM and make this like studio that we can eventually make these crazy movies like we're seeing with like Marvel like that investment had to be set up like 40 years ago yeah. and star Wars was really just his like vehicle to get there. Like with, with the first trilogy, he wanted to be the first one to make like a digital movie. And then with the, the, the mid tier t- t- trilogy, like uh, Phantom Menace was his excuse to like, you know, continue doing that. Yeah. James Cameron did a little bit of that with the it's Titanic. Fascinating, in the it's fascinating. And now I think there's just like, we're, they're trying to find the leaders in the room to, to see where this goes. Yeah. I mean, Favreau so. seems to have a handle on it. I, I mean, yeah. we'll see. I, I don't know. I, I think uh, it's going to be weird. I, I, I mean, I'm not a, not shy to say that. I don't think book of Boba Fett is going to be very good. So 
we'll have to see kind of how they play with that. Like there's going to be flops in there. Like, you know, like we talked about, there's flops in the MCU. There's flops in, uh, you know, other things. The DCU is a full flop, right? But like you, you, I mean, you got to build with the flop, right? Like that still needs to move your story from point A to point B. So hopefully Star Wars can find a way to, to do that. Lou, I, I, I feel like we need to, we need to find the thread here. Wait, last thing, last thing, last thing. Just to, because I haven't watched Boba Fett yet, but the only thing okay. I can say to that is that if you look at the MCU 20 movies in and where it eventually gets to with the end game and I sound like an old man, the end game. The and, end uh, game. All of the great things that we can appreciate now, like Loki and such, you needed to take some risks and mm-hmm. not everything can be perfect. And I think that is like one of the problems of Star Wars is that the trilogy was this thing that no one ever saw before and it became like a cult classic amongst millions and millions of people. It's probably one of the biggest cult classic followings there is. And then they tried again with the, the next trilogy. And I don't think that had like, ever been done in yeah. at least movie form. Like TV shows, definitely not. Maybe books. Um, like I heard something else, like the Sherlock Holmes series in the 60s, which was like in a book, was probably the closest thing we could have to like an ongoing, like, what do we do here? And then definitely comic books sure. and such. Um and now with like the new Star Wars with Daisy Ridley and all that type of stuff, like you're trying to like grow this thing out. So like, I don't mind it all happening. I just think you have to take some risks here and not everything could be Mandalorian season one because that was right. like, they, they, well, that was also like a Disney plus flag, like tent pole. They needed to like kick off the stream. Yeah, they needed that. Right. And they had, they did a great job with it. So I'm going to pass it back to you, Mr. Stitcher. Let's stitch back the conversation right. and lead let's, us into the next let's, point. Let us find the thread, my friend. Let me hear it one thing you did not like about spider-man far no way home um honestly it's like the ending i thought it was a little sad like tom holland just like forgets his uh (laughs) yeah it was like it was weird because i know they're gonna like i don't know like you don't you, you hate seeing the story about memory loss and to just know that like everything that happened in the previous two movies with ned and mj Sure. just out the door because now tom holland has to like convince everybody or maybe he can go into the tva um oh sorry that that's number oh. one number oh. two is where the fuck is the tva that's all right like question. all of the stuff's going on with the multiverse of madness and like the tva is this omnipotent omnipotent being yeah in the loki series that can zap people yeah from goldman sachs bankers to you know yeah. gods and and now it's like, where are they? It's a good question. They just don't exist. And someone yelled at me on Twitter and they were like, TV, like blah, blah, blah. But like, just where are they? They should like if they should be featured throughout like everything in just some capacity. Even like if there's a sticker on the wall, like just as like TVA always watching. I don't That's know. That's question, like man. what I was a little rubbed off on. Like Dr. Strange could open up the sky and the TVA doesn't show up or anything. It's so. a phenomenal question. I mean, there's there's no doubt that there is a little bit of you know what you know yeah um bit of a stretchy stretch here but yeah, uh, a, little bit of a, a little bit of a stretchy stretchy i think that the the biggest problem being that like you I, I guess we still have a little bit of like when did loki take place right like he got sucked into the tva in 2012 right like right after the events of the original avengers 
but like what is time at the TVA and like when did Sylvie stab Kang I don't know so is the TVA even a thing at this point I don't know I don't know so I, I I'm kind of with you though because it is like a hmm. Hmm. yeah what's yours um what did I dislike? What did I dislike? Um, I, I think the the final battle was actually like a little quick, uh, in my opinion. Um, they, they resolved it very very fast. They did. Um, I would have liked to to like beat them up a little bit more. Would have been more fun. Um, and I will jump into my favorite thing really quickly, and then I'm gonna let you take home the favorite thing before we move on to your favorite Hawkeye. Um, my favorite thing was the final interaction between Tom Holland, Peter Parker and Tobey Maguire, Peter Parker and green goblin. I thought that was phenomenal. That like that, that just look from Tobey Maguire, like you're better than this, bro. Like just fucking figure oh, it he's out. Like doing a full squat and he's yeah. trying to hold up the glider. Oh, it was, and, and he's was just funny. doing it. Like he's old, man. It's so crazy to see Tobey Maguire. He's old looking, you know? And you just see that look on his face, like fucking just come on, just fucking cut the shit. Um, really love that runner up obviously is, is Andrew, Andrew Garfield saving MJ is just like so cathartic, a, a big tear jerker there for me. I fucking lost my mind. I look like a fucking mess after that. Um, but those were my two favorite. How about you? Uh, I'll similar. I love the, the banter when they're all just waiting on the Statue of Liberty. Yeah, I think that's where the MCU thrives the best. It's like these, everyone is so wildly powerful and oftentimes like wealthy and they don't have a care in the world. Like when the, when the witty banner kicks in, that those are my favorite parts. And I, th- I think that's what we'll miss the most from Iron Man, like Robert Downey Jr. Um, yes. But we'll have uh, a very small, uh, obviously you can never fill those shoes, but I think Haley Steinfeld is a, is a move in the right yeah, direction. And Florence Pugh. And Florence Pugh, these characters that are just like fun and witty and themselves, and they don't really need to play off anybody. They can just exist and still be entertaining. Absolutely. Um, is what, what's good. So being more specific, I just thought like three Spider-Man all waiting around. Um, this like idea that they are all brothers, which someone pointed out on Twitter. Um, all the Spider-Mans are brothers, but, you know, Loki tries to kiss other Loki and it becomes <laughs> a, uh, we got to stop the whole universe from spinning and, and go collect them. <laughs> So I agree. A little weird. It went from like, that's another Spider-Man to like, now we're all brothers and, and the brotherhood of traveling pants. Yeah. Um, but whatever, that, that's fine. <laughs> it was a nice moment. But um, like hearing Tobey Maguire be like, man, I'm old. And Andrew Garfield, yeah. be like, you want the back crack? Um, that was amazing when he cracked his back. And then mm-hmm. also just like them making fun of Toby because he shoots webs out of his skin and him being a weirdo. Yes. Like all of those little things were just so funny because it was like all the like the questions you would want to ask another version of yourself. Like, hey, Absolutely. do you do this too? Um, yeah, I thought yeah. I thought all of that was like prime. That's what we went to this movie for. All of the spoilers, all of the the leaks, all that stuff led up to. And those honestly, moments. did any of that at the end of the day? Did any of that take it away from you? No, not at all. Um, also, sorry, one more point. I thought it was it was a great how they just couldn't fight individually, and Tom <laughs> Holland's like, "I'm on a team, I'm on the Avengers," and they're like, "Is that a rock oh, band?" Yeah, I love that. I love that. Um, yeah, because he because I think at some point like Tom Holland will be in the comics. Spider Man's like one of the top 
guys and especially during um secret wars like spider-man's like the most one of the most powerful um protagonists so i think it's fitting that like this tom holland like who easily could age over a decade before we get that big movie will be some leader of this group because he's spider-man and spider-man is always like you know numero uno so i'm excited for that i'm excited for like this long-term mature arc of tom holland hopefully with miles morales in there and all that good stuff overall really good movie really good way to end up the year i know hawkeye kind of did we'll get to that in a second but yeah yeah no i I think uh at, at the end of the day the the question is did it do everything it said it was going to do? I think the, the answer to that question is, is absolutely yes, right? Yeah. Like, I mean, there was there's no question that that movie did everything it promised and more, right? Got some Daredevil um, in it too. Yeah. Oh, fucking fun. Jesus H, man. I mean, yeah. it, like, that's the crazy. Like, we're, we're not even talking about the Daredevil shit, Charlie Cox. We're not talking about the... The post credit scene with with Venom leaving his Venom shit there. I tried, like, but yeah, there's you know, so much like, still going on. There's so much going on, but in the interest of time, and we've got plenty of time to talk about Spider Man because we got Morbius coming up in six months now, since it's not coming out in January. Um, let's let's keep it in New York City, Lou, where the hives are thriving. Um, Hawkeye uh, wrapped up a week after Spider Man came out, I believe. Um, one week yeah you thought there was gonna be a tie-in i really did i really did i don't understand the release schedule uh now that there wasn't um it felt like work like they were very much like okay it's before christmas we're done no no more no more news and now the new year came up they're like hey we're actually delaying the first movie uh and we we still don't know when the end of the tv shows are coming out yeah it It felt like work was it was it felt weird didn't it but also, I think they deserve to kind of take a lap because they had such a great 2021. So who cares? I, and you're yeah, not wrong. Again. You know, it really was a phenomenal year, it, all things considered, right? I mean, you guys don't don't forget that there was, you know, still. I mean, we're still in the middle of a freaking fucking pandemic shit. You know, like who the fuck knows what's going on? Yeah, um, yeah. No, I I agree. Um, so, all right. So you're leading in with Hawkeye. Yes. Yeah, so I'm, 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 I'm getting there. Uh, okay, go Lou, tell me about it. I mean, you, you, you are leading me down the path of Clint Barton. Bring all me right, Hawkeye. I'll, I'll, I'll lead this part of the conversation. Thank I you. thought Hawkeye was the biggest surprise of the year. Um, I personally thought it was very good. They, they, they start off with two episodes right off the bat which is usually a sign that they know they have something good. I thought the first two episodes, they weren't end of Loki good, but they were like very good at what they were trying to do. I think Hawkeye didn't, wasn't spectacular like Spider-Man was obviously, but it did what it was supposed to do really well. And it propped up the weakness of who cares about Hawkeye, right? They're like, Clint Barton, he's the last Avenger, rightfully so, gets his own t- short TV show, the shortest one this year. Uh, well, the Falcon and Winter Soldier it was also six episodes, but they, they they propped him up so well with with Florence Pugh at some point, with Echo, Haley Steinfeld stole the show. She's going to be phenomenal going forward. Yeah. Um, this whole like build up to Kingpin, the tracksuit mafia. Like I think Hawkeye was like the most 
flattened show of the year where there wasn't like a, a main star that was carrying the load. There was just so many, I mean, they had a dog that was carrying the load at some point. Like there was so many reasons to care about that show. And I think that's like what it did a really good job at. So first two episodes really good came out around Thanksgiving. I texted you. I was like, the show's good. Uh, I'm not going to fanboy or hype it up at all. Like, you know, it was fine, but I also think it was like the biggest surprise of the year because I was not looking forward to that show. You can listen to the past conversations. We've definitely made fun of it in the past. Um, but then when like push comes to shove and it's all over, I was, you know, happy that I watched it then not. It, it really, really, really got the job done. And Ken every, hates Jeremy Renner. Every week I, makes fun of him. I Keep do. Commercial, social media app. Hates him. Everything. I, I, I gen, genuinely don't. I, I don't feel it with him, right? I, I don't, I, you know, he's, but here's the thing. He is, I'm on button in now. I'm about fucking hot. Fucking hot. I think you're fine. Ken's wearing a, a polo shirt. And he just Under unbuttoned one button. Why am I keeping this jacket on? Like, that's yeah. the problem. What am Let I doing? Out. What kind of, what kind of style? Look at me, short sleeves in January. What kind of style am I trying to give the the give the folks on this show right now with my with this jacket on? It's fucking like seventy five degrees in there right now. I'm fucking dying. Anyway, oh baby, all right now we're loose. Now I'm feeling good. Uh oh boy, oh dear. Um okay, reset. Bring it back, Hawkeye. Hawkeye. <laughs> Jeremy Renner, Jeremy Renner's a weird, weird fucking guy. I watched his uh, Hot Ones. Weird guy. He has a Hot weird Ones? Guy. Yes, he does. He does. He does. It's... It's unenjoyable, uh, to yeah. be totally honest with you. It, it, he's a weird he guy. in this franchise. Yes. He is a, an him. incredibly talented actor. He is. He's got critical acclaim. He's done he's done phenomenal stuff. He is good in everything he does. He's always been good as Hawkeye. Hawkeye is hilarious to me, the bow and arrow guy on the team of gods and superheroes, right? But like that's you know, that's the point of the entire fucking show, which is why it I think to me did its job and did it extremely well. I thought um that show for all its worth, all things considered, this, that, and the other is very close to being the best Disney plus show that there is almost because it doesn't take itself too seriously, which I think it at times Loki does. I think at times WandaVision did. Um, I think at times uh, Falcon winter soldier did. Um, What if still doesn't really count to me like, you know, Um, but as a Canon, you know, uh with stakes show I, I i just thought it was really well done like i really liked the holiday theme the, like the fun of the holiday thing with the fun of the tracksuit bros and you know yeah. like there were some serious moments in there of course and that's how marvel does it we know we know that's how they like to do it but at the end of the day i just thought they did it very well they did it tastefully and they did it right in every sense that's one of the show. I, I mean, if we go back and look at, at, at the Disney plus shows, there are so many times where you're looking at them and you're going, you know, man, I wish this could have been 
five minutes longer, right? I wish this could have been three episodes more. I wish this could have been, you know, X, Y, and Z. Bump, 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 bump. Not with Hawkeye, man. Not with Hawkeye. I was never wanting for more. I was, I didn't feel sure the ending felt a little rushed with the introduction of King and the introduction of Kingpin and, uh, and the, the Maya stuff in there towards the end. It all kind of felt like a quick last episode. Um, just because they always try and get a lot in in those things, though. I mean, that's never going to change. But all that said, I just thought really, really, really well done. Um, I, I've got no complaints about it at all. Yeah, I don't know how, how deep we want to go into this because I would I would rather talk about some of the just do a recap of the year. But mm-hmm. um, overall, I mean, just going down the list, Haley Steinfeld, great introduction. I think she's having a great, amazing year um, playing Emily Dickinson show on Apple TV that just got wrapped up. And she does this. She's the voice of Arcane League Legends show. She's also going to be into the Spider-Verse playing Gwen Stacy. So she's just an absolute workhorse. Good for her. Um, happy to have her involved if she, there's ever going to be a young avengers group like i yep. think that's totally in good hands Florence Pugh continues to get better and i'm happy that it was resolved a bit with this whole quinn barton thing and they had that nice moment in rockefeller center um yep. over uh black widow which in this in, in some capacity this show was really just like okay we didn't really do you know natasha romanoff right we'll give her a prequel and then we'll kind of just squeeze her in Hawkeye and, you know, have some nice words said about her. Still want to know what happened in Budapest, but, uh, or Budapest. We, we will never we, get to We know. might not ever know. They should just have to come out with a show like in 2026, just called like Budapest. Um, Budapest. Where it's just like all about that. Budapest. But anyway, yeah, I thought it was good. Tracksuit Mafia, good villains. I think the, mm-hmm. there was a lot of villains that were added, but I think, they did enough to like not make you care that much if that makes sense like you're like all right i'll see maya again in in her own show echo kingpin will probably be back some guy yelled at me on twitter he was like bro if you read the comics you know what happens to him fine he comes back blind whatever he'll come back um maybe they do like a prequel where they fill in some stuff there depending on where he is in the timeline but i think that will be good too um, and if we just get Clint, the, uh, the, the mentor just hanging out at the ranch and maybe I we visit that. him in a future video, like movie, then that's fine. I don't want to see him leading anything going forward. I think that's perfect. I honestly, yeah. I think that is exactly where he needs to be. I think it's perfect for Haley Steinfeld. I think it's perfect for older fans of the you know uh, uh, of of the mcu right folks who've been around since the beginning i think it's yeah. a perfect kind of and i think in the comics mcu for dummies folks well please do fact check we're doing the, I, the disclaimer i believe don't in, take it too serious folks please try please try your hardest not to fucking like i don't know like send me death threats but like i'm fairly certain in the comics somewhere along the lines he is like a leader of some sort of shield team of avengers he's like very involved in like the comics that i've read he's always the one that's like hanging out at the avengers compound yeah um and then there's this whole like west coast avengers thing and he's always just around i think that's i think that's who he i think that that now that you said it out loud i think that's his uh um that's his thing. Uh, I but agree. I, I think, well, at some point there's going to be the question of like who leads the Avengers. 
right? Because there's like all of these like random characters. There's so much right. new blood. There's, you know, the new Captain uh, America, which I right. think I'm going to dislike the storyline because they're just going to keep making him like earn the wings, uh, like earn the shield. It's definitely and it's does like, seem that way. It's It seems like, oh, like, let's just keep having that be one of the tropes that come up in the stories but i don't know maybe they change it and he just quickly asserts himself as one of the leaders so i'm kind of hoping it's like all of the you know fingers crossed all all the kids have grown up their original six is you know kind of out some of them are around bruce banner Um, yeah steve rogers is still on the moon um and jeremy renner is at his ranch with his you know anthony russo's daughter and this like new crop of shang chi and whatever Eternals want to show up, um, come into the fold and, you know, help save the day and beat him up bad guy. So the last thing we could probably hold out for is whatever big Avengers. My speculation is there will be like one that is not great and everyone's going to get all spooked out like an Age of Ultron. But I think you need that just like we need yeah. an Age of Ultron to get Wanda in the mix. And now yep. that all has been important, it makes sense. But at some point they will pull out another end game type movie and we'll see like Steve Rogers variant coming out, young Chris like Chris Evans, um, Robert Downey Jr. As I don't know, like like something like they'll pull out all those people again. I know it. Yeah, they're gonna have to. I I mean, there's there's no doubt. There's no doubt. Spider Man works so well. They'll be like, well, what if we do this again in ten years? We just right. pull everyone back out and fight. You know, whatever Jonathan Majors becomes. But Ken, let's um let's wrap this up. I just been doing a recap of the year. Let's just do all a, right. a brief award show um and and then we'll be on our way when we'll speak next i don't know because morbius is now delayed till april but it was a good year ken it Some was could say it was very rich very fruitful in a year oh. where the coronavirus continues to run rampant across the entire wow. world who who is that never heard of her big k corona crazy to think that wandavision came out this year I and know. not last i know absolute uh, absolute Horseshit! No way. Yeah. Not- How do you want to do this? You want to just say a, a couple of nice words about each product? Well, Lou, what um, I was what I was going to say is give me shows and movies. I was going to say give me. I'm getting gassy. You always make me gassy, Lou. You have the uncanny ability to make me gassy. All the way from over here. Tell me, Lewis. Gun to your head, knife to your throat. Your favorite 2021 project, TV or movie? Go. Loki. Wow. That was quick. Didn't even have to think about it. Well, that's how it should be. Wow. I don't want to be thinking about this. All right. Give me your least favorite. I'm looking at the list here. Let me just let me just read out the list real quick. Yeah, yeah. Um, good, good idea. Good idea. Good idea. So Disney Plus debuts 2019. Mandalorian debuts with Disney Plus. I feel yep. like that helps out a lot. We get whispers that there's there's some Marvel content, so some TV shows coming uh, shortly after. Will that work right after Endgame? I don't know. Opens up with WandaVision earlier this year. Whole year goes by Disney Plus, no TV shows. WandaVision. Then we get the Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Then we get Loki in June. Then we get What If, a nice summer special. Then we get cap off the year with Hawkeye. Um, Movie-wise, we get our first movie in the middle of the year. Very, very, very dry 2021 for us. Black Widow, we got her prelude, kind of, her pre-Infinity War um, story. 
We get Shang-Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings. I think a not so much of a surprise, but a very strong contender for best product of project of this yes. year, followed by the Eternals. And then we capped off the year with Spider-Man No Way Home. Correct. So with all that being said, um, I'll allow you, Lewis. I will allow. Spider-Man's close. I know. I will allow for the inclusion of Suicide Squad and Venom in this conversation as well. Uh, well, you know, I didn't see Venom. <laughs> I saw the the Eric uh, the new rock star like post credit. I'm like, I just oh, I just want to see what happens. And that's and I watched yeah, it, I that's like, literally the only reason why anybody needed to go the movie. And then I watched their their, their so Easter egg bad. video and was like, this is bad. And then I texted you and I was like, did you see it? And you're like, yeah, it's bad. Yeah, so I, I, I had to see it twice. Alex, if you're listening, my man, I had gone the day before. Okay, oh, we, it we, all comes out. We had rescheduled and I had already I had already gone to see it. And then I went to see it again with you and pretended like I didn't see it. So I, I want them to recast Venom because I think Tom Hardy's so good by himself. And I don't think he's gonna be as good like trying to fit into other people's agendas and stuff. It's gonna be interesting. I still Lou, I I, I don't even have the brain capacity to try and decipher. How in the fuck Dr. Michael Morbius knows Venom exists and knows the vulture, Michael Keaton. I, I don't, I don't understand. It does not make sense. I don't, I don't think I want to know. I don't think I want them to, I don't think, I don't even think I want them to try to explain it. I think I just want it to be something that we always just go, what, how? And that's it. I don't even, I don't even want to think about it. Yeah. Cause it doesn't um, make any sense. I, just like playing the more like logistical side. I don't know how they're going to keep like affording all of these big names here. <laughs> um, I don't know either, man. Bradley Cooper alone made like something like, uh, like, you know, 20 to $40 million. He made 6 million. Okay, so they projected out of the $57 million he made that year, he made $6 million from Avengers Endgame. Um, Crazy. And then, yeah, he made another six. Okay, so anyway, so you have that. You have Zendaya. You have Tom Hardy. You have all these people coming up there. A lot of big Um, names, baby. A lot of returners, though. I think it's time to start, you know, like recasting some folks and getting some new blood in there where they're going to be around for another, like, three-movie decade long mm-hmm. span if this is going to keep going um so anyway like so Lou. so i say loki is the best but I, I spider-man's like very very close like 1a 1b what about you um spider-man is is without a doubt the best thing that they've done this year i would say a, a very close second to me was wandavision okay um now for the next category movie or show that you will likely never watch again or we'll just like fall out of your memory and you'll be like oh i forgot about that black widow mine would be falcon and winter soldier yeah i think i think i think the only reason and and uh falcon winter soldier was was not very good um but i think the only reason that that one will stick with me a little bit more is because we're gonna see him a lot hopefully yeah I would, I would hope. Um, I'm a bit skeptical that Anthony Mackie can lead the way. I think he's going to need a lot of these uh, Haley Steinfeld type charismatic characters to like make fun of him and prop him up and 
you think put things put things in perspective because Anthony Mackie never really like you always had these like Goliath of actors to you know kind of play off of you're not wrong um, you're, even you're Paul Rudd wrong. in Ant-Man where he fights him in the field so yeah I think he'll need some help um overall I just didn't think it was that great I mean obviously that show was like in the middle of the pandemic and they had to rewrite lots of stuff too but I, don't, I still don't yeah. think that's any I don't think that scores extra points here um yeah Black Widow I agree with you on I thought it was just something they had to do to check the box here. Um, but if I was going to add something else, I'm going to say Eternals. Unless they're going to make me care about them in the future, I really question how that's going to play out or mm-hmm. how that's going to age going forward. Mm. Like, what do you do going... Do you just pick, like, one or two of them and then, like, those I think, are your, your core well, people that I think here's featured? the here's the issue, right, is that they, they, they're they now in uh, what's-his-name's fucking house. Uh, ashram yeah ashram uh uh, like you know that that's going to be its own fucking story and don't forget lou that you've also got uh what's his name Uh, yeah john snow and blade and and harry styles oh true right so i think i think the eternals are kind of carving out their like guardians of the galaxy type i was gonna just say that yeah like another space yeah because i I gotta be honest all sorts of shit out there i don't know like what you predict for guardians 3 but i i do think we will see some endings Uh, i I just i don't know how long all that could go on for (laughs) yeah it it, that it's gonna be fascinating it's not gonna be james gunn yeah no i think he's i think he said that he like that there this is going to be the last guardians yeah so um, we we know that that that's gonna be sad, right? We know that there's gonna be some some not so happy happy news in there, right? I mean, I mean Peter somebody... Quill's a, a god, so he can't. I don't know how that's gonna work out. I told you over text. I just finished Guardians of the Galaxy, the video game. I'm a big fan for what's coming, just because there were so many little story beats in the game that were accurate to the story of the Guardians of the Galaxy, but have not been featured in the movies. So yeah. I'm very much excited about Adam Warlock. It's going to be played by, uh, I totally forgot his name. Now, I, I, I told my, my partner, uh, I said, oh, this, this because she was just sitting on the couch, like doing her own thing while watching me play. And she's like, who's this uh-huh. raccoon? Um, uh-huh. And I was like, that's Rocket. And he's not a who's raccoon. Who's this raccoon? Yeah. Um, but Adam Warlock is going to be played by Will Poulter. And she goes, oh, the guy with the eyebrows. And I'm like, what? And she's like, yeah, he just has like pronounced eyebrows. He's known as the eyebrow guy. That was news to me. Um, But Adam Warlock, for those not familiar with the character from the comics, because we are the dummies here, is a very witty um, Shakespearean type character, speaks with a lot of alliterations. And I think um, the like masculinity struggle between him and Star-Lord is is what you saw some of it with Thor and Star-Lord. Yeah. Yeah. This idea that like Star-Lord, like this is my ship. And then Adam Warlock's like, okay, well, I'm like gold and have like crazy long hair. Uh, and all that good stuff. So I'm very excited for him to join the MCU. I think he's going to be a lot of fun for the Guardians movie. And I think after this year, that would probably be my next movie that I'm really looking forward to uh, that I think is going to be really good going forward. But that's 2023, much further down the line. Ken, who would you say from this year was your best performance, actor, actress, computer-generated, dragon, or flurkin or anything of the kind? Who was the best object being 
that performed this year on the screen or the TV, the big screen yeah. or the TV screen? That's a Pick. good question, my man. That's a, actually a really good question. Uh, who was, who was, who was, who was? Do we want to go through just the, just a quick list? So Black Widow. Yeah, give me Widow, some of the big ones. Give me some, Black Widow, give me some of the big ones. I mean, Similar and, and Shang-Chi kind of takes the cake um, from like an individual basis, but I well, have an how about, answer. How about let's do individual real quick. So like, let's say, okay, we're going to reclassify the category. The category okay. is now called who stole the show. Okay. Black Widow. Okay. Pretty Black Widow. Oh, who stole the show? Florence Pugh. Florence Pugh. I would agree. Uh, Shang-Chi, The Legend of Ten Rings. Simi Liu. Your girl, Aquafina. Yeah. Okay. But that is Simi Liu, right? No. Uh, uh, Simi Liu is uh, Shang-Chi. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He Phenomenal. Yeah. Glad to have him here. Here's the hard one. Eternals. Is yeah. it the, the 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 butler guy? The, the camera guy? <laughs> I honestly yeah. think he could have been it because it was just honestly, like. Honestly, it might be. What are we doing? I mean, he's the one everybody talked about. Um, yeah, yeah, I'll take, I'll take, I'll take him. Yeah, I think they're trying to push with the um, the uh, Gemma, uh, mm-hmm. the, the, the lead like woman, and I, I, I just don't, I don't feel it. Like this is not an Elizabeth Olsen <laughs> type. I'm with you. Yeah, so that was a bit tough. Who stole the show from Spider Man No Way Home? Who did steal that show? My Boy, pick's William a- Defoe. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, Alfred Molina is so good, but Willem Dafoe's Green Goblin is unstoppable. It's crazy. Um, I will give credit where credit is due. Andrew Garfield was really good. Redeemed himself. Was really good. Very emotional. Very, like, he meant it, man. Like, you, you could feel that. You know, everything he was talking about, uh, you you could feel it there. Um, I don't know. I, I thought he did a really good job. Yeah, I agree. Uh, flip it over to the TV shows now, WandaVision. Man. Elizabeth, it's Elizabeth Olsen yeah. uh, because she is she's the queen, right? And we all stand Lizzie. Um, and I love her. And if, you know, uh, if she were to love me too, that would, that would be nice. Um, Catherine Hahn though. Yeah, that's where I'm going. Man. How do you <laughs> not one, a one B she did so much. Lou. She did so much that she earned a spinoff show. I know. I think WandaVision had like the best. Not a lot of people can pull that off. You can't Everyone... just be like, Oh, I'm, I'm, uh, I'm a supporting actress. And then be like, Actually, you deserve a show. We're gonna let well, you do a show. Round of applause, Elizabeth Olsen, phenomenal as Wanda Maximoff. Catherine yes. Hahn deserved her own TV show. That was phenomenal. Paul Bettany, phenomenal, also. That son of like, a bitch. The show was so dynamic and flexible, going from different time periods, and he has to continue to play this robot. And he was great. Uh, Kat Dennings, very nice surprise to the show. I thought it made it very good. Uh, yep. Tayona Paris as Monica Rambo, yes. definitely on the list of like also there earned herself, earned herself yeah. some some uh, some love too. The Monica Rambo performance up there with the Simu Lu of Shang Chi of I'm very happy you're here and I can't wait to see you again. Yes, uh, Randall Park, Jimmy yes. Chu, not 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 so much, but mm-hmm. uh, overall WandaVision collectively, I think one of the strongest performances from 
said group in the MCU in 2021. The next show, Falcon and the Winter Soldier, <laughs> may be a different story. Oh, you know, uh, Sharon Carter. Maybe we'll just skip this one. Yeah, fair enough. I mean, Anthony yeah. Mackie was good. Actually. Oh, wait, uh, hold on. Uh, yeah. What's Baron his name? Zemo. Yeah. I, I mean, Zemo's dance was fun, but no, no, no. What's the. Uh, oh, what was his name? What was his name? Oh, gosh. I got to get his name right. Oh, I know who you're going to talk about. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. Okay. Let's see. You can pull it up first as we both vamp. Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Uh, let's see. Let's see. Oh, let's see, let's you're, see. Wyatt Isaiah Russell. Bradley, uh, played by oh, Carl not, Lumbly. No, I'm all kidding. Not Wyatt Russell. Um, yeah. Oh, yes. Carl Lumbly. I mean, Wyatt Russell was good. Um, Isaiah Bradley, uh, Carl Lumbly. That, that was a good... That was a really good performance too. Very powerful. I mean, let, let's we talk a lot of shit about Falcon Winter Soldier, and rightfully so. It was a it was a poorly crafted show. I think we can all agree on that. But the the sincerity of the message and like the the weight of the emotional you know baggage that was carried around during that show was real, and it was good. Um, and there were a lot of moments that were like super powerful and and really cool to um to witness and that that being one of them with with isaiah bradley and, and anthony mackie like that stuff was was really cool to me um yeah. on Very top of that still I mean, in, in the moment of black lives matter and yeah no it was, it was really it was really good stuff very timely um, you just wish that the show itself was like better put yeah. together and didn't have sharon carter in it but that was a tough are. one um for appearance on screen I would say it's a uh, full name, Daniel C- Cesar Martin Brule Gonzalez or Baron Zemo. I think he's just phenomenal. Uh, <laughs> no, Dan- Daniel Brule was, was phenomenal. He's like almost he was up good. there with, um, uh, I don't want to get his name wrong here. So I will slightly vamp here. Watch yourself, big guy. Uh, but he's Where's up he there with as good as... Uh, Christopher Waltz, who's one of my favorite actors, as the James Bond villain, uh, Blowfield. Oh, okay. It's like, I'm going to do my own thing and be crazy, and I'm not really going off of anyone's, like, I, I, this is just my performance. And I thought interesting. he does that really well with Zemo, and I think if Zemo comes back, that would be a good fan favorite. It would be cool. I would like to, and, and obviously Zemo's coming back, like we all know that. He got put in that prison, which is like a really a bad prison. Um, yeah. But uh, yeah, no, I, I, I like that a lot. I like that a lot. Um, Loki. There's so yeah, many like okay. little. Um, I feel like each yeah, episode I mean, should have Richard E. Grant. I know I mean, like, Jonathan Majors. Yeah, I don't know how you take it away from. Okay, so episode six, Jonathan Majors. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Episode five, Richard E. Grant. Yes. Um, and then episode four is, I think, Lamentus. Yeah, it's the one right before. So yes, it'd be Lamentus, and then you've got. Uh, no, sorry. Four, four is the Nexus event, where honestly, like I think Owen Wilson is up there. Three is Lamentus. Two is the variant. One's Glorious Purpose. So I mean, here's the thing. Here's the thing. Richard E. Grant gets one. Jonathan, Jonathan Majors, Majors gets, one. gets one. Sophia Diamartino gets one. You pick pick an episode. I don't care. The second Tom one. Hiddleston gets one. Uh, what's his name gets one. Owen Wilson gets one, and then the so alligator it, gets. One. There's enough to go around. All right, so what there's Ken's saying is around. there's enough to go around. Everybody gets their own. 
own little yes. piece of the pie. There. It was a phenomenal show. It really was phenomenal. This one's going to be a little tough. So maybe it's just uh, the, the idea that sold the show. But what <laughs> if? Mm. Yeah, I mean, this is just favorite and least favorite episode, right? I mean, I still love the Doctor Strange one. And now we're yeah. about to see it in Doctor Strange Multiverse of Madness, buddy. Um, the zombie one was crazy. The zombie Everyone's one was zombie. wild. And then Wanda comes out and Vision's like, go, run everyone. <laughs> <laughs> um, I really like that. I really like when the, like, when my, I will never forget, like, when uh, the Ultron bursts through the glass and the Watcher's like, yeah oh fuck you know like yeah that to me is fucking awesome jeffrey wright um, awesome in that jeffrey wright right. i mean he's just he's too good at everything he does so um nothing you can nothing you can complain about with that that fella there um yeah. but yeah so i think my favorite was dr strange least favorite zombies i guess even though i really like the zombies yeah I thought the idea of Jeffrey Wright as the Watcher was the great. I, I like Party Thor. That was a real good episode. Um, that Party one was so just was. fun. Um, <laughs> I, I can't remember, but the second one I think was just really bad. But I don't remember it. Was there was a couple like bad, like when the Avengers went bad. Oh um, yeah, the Dead Avengers. Like, that's a show that I wish up, we did this uh... podcast a little like more spread out, and I didn't have to watch it every week because it wasn't <laughs> that great. So I wish I could have just watched them all together, which is honestly what I might do with the uh book of boba fett because if it's not that great i'll enjoy it so much more if i just watch it all together um last one from this season hawkeye who stole the show for hawkeye boy i okay listen everybody here knows that i would sell there's not there's not a dollar amount that i would put on having a cup of coffee with Haley steinfeld and elizabeth olsen what Ken's trying to say is he, he might have a, a, an attraction to both. I'm I both find parties. myself I find myself firmly attracted to both of them. And what's interesting is I'm not I'm not and I'm not a fella who's who's ashamed to say when a man is is spiffy looking. Um, there's plenty of them here. There's plenty of them, but I got to be honest with you, like none of the MCU guys really get me. You know, like I, I don't I don't I don't uh, get hot and heavy on the MCU. Films. I don't think any of them are like interesting. Maybe Chris all very Hemsworth, generic, but like yeah, when but he's you very like, generic. Like I could see if I googled right. like man with well, tiny, I was I mean you know, Tom Hiddleston is pretty cool. He's not my type. But what I what I mean is, so I'll 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 call your your woman card, and I'll say there are many women in the MCU that I feel like if you were to read like a a profile on them, you would be like, oh wow, this is an interesting person. There's there's a lot here. Yes, they, like very Emma Watson types. They yes. have like organizations and they look into stuff and and all that and then when you look at the men uh i remember like chris evans was on the front cover of wired and he was trying to fight against democracy by like making videos about every political topic to try to explain it objectively like that is not fun to me tom holland's Mm. young like i think he's cool he's great chris humsworth Mm. seems like he's a little strange you're right i would i would kiss the shit out of tom holland yeah, so Tom Holland's up there. Uh, yeah. Tom Hiddleston just is like a fascinating person for me. I feel like he wouldn't sleep for four days if like yeah. No, I'd like to. I'd like people. to hang out with him. I just wouldn't yeah. kiss him. Yeah, um, and the Jared Renner. No, I need my men to be smooth. How, remember the uh, when Mark Ruffalo was like in a towel and they got the Gillette product placement behind him. Was that weird Scarlett Johansson thing? And like that was Scarlett Johansson. We're about to hang. 
Yeah. yeah. So I'm with you on that. But yeah, anyway, uh, Haley Seinfeld, welcome to the MCU. Yeah. So, but but Lou, here's here's my point. My big point is, I would do anything for Haley Steinfeld. Okay. Jeremy Renner wins. He was really good. Oh, we all we all doubted him. He was really good. And you no know one who had, came in no second place, Lou? Because yeah, yeah, we all Jack expect. Duquesne. We all expect Haley Steinfeld to be perfect, and she was. We get it, it, Jack Haley. Jack Duquesne. Get it. No, it's a mustache. Fucking pizza dog yeah they knew what they were doing what a cute little fucking dog exactly they knew what they were doing they really do they're really good like you they hit on it um let's uh let's close with the the last thing what is the best non-mcu um piece of entertainment like tv show album movie like literally anything whoa whoa that um if you could if you could talk to the the listener and say, please spend two to three hours of your time this weekend watching this, Goodness playing gracious. this, doing anything. What would you pick? Do you have an answer? I do. All right, you go first. Let me think for a second. Okay. Um, good listener, if you are listening. <laughs> if you, good listener, if you're listening. <laughs> my recommendation to you is to sit in a very brightly lit room that has a door locked potentially a blunt item that you can protect yourself with if needed and you watch hereditary wow wow Wow. yeah i don't want to be a cliche i would also say the the french dispatch because i also watched that like a week ago i haven't seen it it yet don't 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 hit me crazy and it was like just fast and quick and um one of the the points of the french french dispatch is that the director wanted you to like want to look into a lot of the stuff that happened to learn more. And that's exactly what it accomplished because once you watch it, you're like, Oh my God, there's all these amazing, cool stories that I can look into. Cause there's, he pulls so much inspiration from real world, but I feel like that's like a cliche. And I don't want to sound highbrow, but that's like probably number two hereditary. If you can like stomach scary movies or you think you can, this sets the bar. Um, many critics say that this is the scariest movie since um, what was it? The ring. No, no. What was like the, the all-time scariest movie? Um, oh gosh, oh, man! All-time scary movie. Oh, I'm fascinated to see what the real answer. Vamping, vamping, vamping. Um, many believe that. Um, oh man, it, it's one of the old ones. Um, it's not the ring. Um, I don't know. Many believe that Hereditary <laughs> is the new scariest movie of all time. Sure. That like puts you in that state of like, holy shit, this is absolutely terrifying. And I don't want to be alone tonight after watching this movie. So I thought it was good. It was recommended by a good guest of the pod, Leo Rydell. Um, and yeah, I think it was, it was absolutely terrifying. I had my screen, I was watching it on my computer, like across i was watching it on a bed so i had like across the bed all the lights were on i was like i'm terrifying suspenseful kind of seen it absolutely crazy if you watch that and you want more of it because you're in this weird physical state of wanting to be just terrified then go watch midsummer immediately after and then you'll probably have to you know check into a mental institution uh but those are my recommendations along with french dispatch i thought it was a good year for all of those wow watch it what about you ken i hope i gave you enough time um, man i bit. have i have so many different answers is the thing oh um i'll oh, add one ahead. more last kingdom 
on Netflix is a great show. If oh, you're do into you the like Game it? of Thrones, do you like it? I still haven't. I still yes. haven't. Uh... The first couple episodes are a little rough, um, but then once it picks up a bit, which I know is like there, there's like a a psychological bias to this, where the person who has seen it, who knows the payoff, is in like, oh, it pays off. But obviously, you don't know the payoff, so you're like, I don't believe you. But there is one season. I think it's season three that is like peak game of thrones like every episode in the high nines of imdb everyone's all fleshed out the acting is incredible i was a big fan of that show and it's coming back this year for the season finale and then they're going to transition into movie mode because that story is based off of a book series so i liked the last kingdom as well those were all good interesting now i throw it off to you yeah so i let me let me start with um like a, a very obvious uh, Squid Game is really up there for me. I really am like really digging the South Korean uh, style these days. Did you see the the Soho movie? Uh, I did. I, I didn't. I didn't love it. I thought it was okay. okay. Um, I thought it was okay. Uh, I would say that you will you will not do you will not go wrong watching. Um, the Green Knight, which I really enjoyed. Um, you have to be in proper head, some sort of proper headspace for it. It is it is a a different kind of movie. Um, I, I, that 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 you know. Um, gosh, man, there's so many. Okay, here's one that I think is is a little underrated. Tick Tick Boom on Netflix. Um, you your boy Spider Man Andrew Garfield up there, uh, making it happen. Um, really, really, really good. Um, and then Lou, if I can actually give, if I can, if I could go, I could go for a book here uh, at the end. Uh, one that I really enjoyed. Frederick Bachman um, is killing it. A Norwegian author. Um, he's got, actually got a new show. Just, I just got reminded of it a couple of minutes ago as we're scrolling through Netflix. Um, uh, Anxious People, which is one of his most famous uh, books, just got turned into a Netflix show. Um, it is in the the nor the the, the Nordic language. I, I think it's Swedish. I don't really know, um, but uh, you know he's a really good author. Uh, the the Bear Town book series I really loved, um, and I'm going to read Anxious People before I watch the show. So um, just really good stuff. I mean, gosh, there's, there's there was so much, man. I, I mean, I I actually recently, uh, you know, we do a lot of driving for the holidays. That's mostly how we celebrate. Uh, our our time off is by driving from fucking in state the car. to state, um, yeah. and actually came across Hades Town, which is a uh, a, a musical, uh, Broadway musical, um, on the story of Persephone, Hades, Orpheus, and Eurydice, and, and just a fascinating myth that I I, I kind of knew about like a little bit in the back of my head, um, but never really uh, had knew the full thing. Just to really fascinate. If you are a musical person and you're going to watch Tick, Tick, Boom, then I suggest you listen to the Hades Town soundtrack once you're done and you will love it. It's, it's older than 2021, but I listened to it in 2021. So that's when it counts for me. Um, and if you listen to it now, it'll be 2022. And that's when it'll count for you. But Green Knight, uh, Squid Game, obviously. Um, uh, what else did I say? I said uh, Frederick Bachman books, uh, the, the Bear Town series, um, and Tick Tick Boom. I don't think you can go wrong. I I, I think I got them all in there, Lou. I'm sure I'm missing something. 
No, I'm sure I'm missing something. The list sounds great. I think if the, if the aliens came down, we had to educate them on culture. We'd have to explain to them this like sense this sensation of man. We gotta like come up with a word for it. It's like delayed delayed binging. Like when you come across oh, someone's yeah. work and you're like, where has this person been this whole time? Like I, I find this a lot with like YouTubers where someone has like a catalog of content. And that's why folks, you got to create and always have this in mind because you never know if, if something works out someday or you never know who might be your favorite. And yep. to like go to that person's site and then be like, there is 500 million hours of stuff. Or like in your case, like, oh, I like this book. This person's written other books that they've yeah. done TV and shows And they're a before. superstar. And there's no superstar. better feeling than just like diving through all that. Absolutely. Stuff and being like, and can I also awesome. say, uh, Luke, can I also say, like, like, we didn't get a chance at the end of, at the end of the year uh, to do, you know, do like the yearly roundup, do that whole thing. I, I would like to also say that, that some of my favorite things to binge um, are uh, the, uh, uh, the geekly gods uh, on YouTube uh, with our friend, Leo Rydell. Uh, Good. Uh, geek, geekly good sorry uh i love reading our uh our old pal days johnston over there at the inverse uh and everything that uh, that hannah accomplishes over uh, on her podcast i believe there's a robert pattinson podcast nowadays i can't keep track of her she's she, she's always putting out new stuff um and then uh um oh gosh uh i i'm forgetting our, our my last shout out uh, at poc culture uh on ron, Twitter. ron solo uh ron solo yes thank you um uh all all the work that our that our friends that we've made here on the podcast do honestly it's very good work i wouldn't i wouldn't have said it if it was bullshit um i actually do enjoy their work um so so give them a give them a uh you know a, a read or a listen or a watch whatever you however you intake your media yeah. And one of the things I'll take away from this year is Ken and I both starting to give uh, a, a shit about who is directing things, who is writing art direction. All of these words that have entered all, our lexicon over the last 12 months have all been all great. props to days on that days. Johnson. We'll get days back later next year. Cause we we've already had them on twice. And I feel like it's like, you know, pulling from the well multiple times, but I would <laughs> like to impress them. Um, maybe in the, like the second half of next year, it would be nice to show them some knowledge this time around. Wouldn't it? Yeah. Talk about, you know, cause I've, I've definitely paid more attention to like writer's rooms and reading into recaps and like learning all about the nitty gritty things that um, it's easy to sit there and say, this sucks without yes. saying why. And when you learn why the thing that sucks became the thing it is often it no longer sucks because changes, there's changes always a reason for everything. So not everything is like a fifth grade homework assignment where I just do in the last minute and put in and get half credit. Um, things are more flushed out in real life. Wait, you mean there's there's context to decisions that get made from the from the original so. conception of a movie through the casting, through the directing and the editing and the, the entire process? If if you could believe that they all have decisions made. One might question uh, the DCEU, but that could be a, a separate topic. Um, oh, even man, that, money. it's going to be a big money, year. man. There's money we're get, everywhere. We're getting Black Adam, Dwayne The Rock Johnson. He's going to be a superhero finally. We're getting yeah, Peacemaker that's... on HBO Max. Um, we're getting uh, Flash. Why does I the think? DCEU only hire former professional wrestlers? I don't know, man. <laughs> <laughs> You got John Cena, you got Dwayne The Rock Johnson, and well, Jason Marvel, Momoa was a wrestler, wasn't he? Uh, no, he was okay. Cal Drogo. 
and I think that's his big claim to fame. Uh, Marvel likes taking actors that were like sub actoring in something else. Um, there's a great yes. article about like Marvel stars that were something else in Marvel, mainly before the MCU became something like Chris Evans, obviously as um, in Fantastic Four. And then the, the head, um, the lead actress in the Eternals was like a blue person during the Kree scrolls war too. So wait, really? Um, yeah, I'll try to find. Uh, I, you want to look through it real quick before, before yeah, we sign hit off? me with it. I had no idea. Right. Marvel actors. So you're telling other... me that she was already in the MCU, and they liked her so much that they were like, "You're going to headline this brand new team of Eternals." Uh, yeah. Wow, that's was, incredible. So that was one article that I looked up, and then I'll find another one that I want to show you. Uh, this one's about Marvel uh, actors dating other marvel actors or actresses um so we'll do these last two so this is so we'll start with this buzzfeed one uh let me just do a quick screen share here um okay so the headline is tom hiddleston is dating a a future marvel villain and 13 other marvel actors who dated other marvel actors um so nice the kiss that started it all nice gifs here because we're in uh, millennial land tom holland's and die obviously kicks it off here <laughs> the most recent power land. couple uh, spider-man no way home premiere um looking phenomenal here then that then goes into andrew garfield emma stone they dated from 2012 to 2015 that little dog yeah. andrew garfield she's um, got a baby now that lady Garfield told Variety that playing Peter Parker was only beautiful because I got to meet Emma Stone and work okay. with her at Sally Field. Okay, Andrew, so you fucking then dog. Toby Maguire and Kirsten Dunst dated a bit in 2002 uh, before filming. Um, Sam Rainey told the Sydney Morning Herald, I was concerned they wouldn't get the same chemistry back, but it was just me worrying that relationship probably just added to their ability to trust each other as they broke up before um, the production oh, the began sequel. on the sequel. Well, so, which is also interesting because yeah. Toby almost dropped out of the sequel hey. because he was, you yeah, know, about Emily Van Camp. Uh, yeah, I did actually. Emily Van Camp uh, was a, a a old crush of mine back when she played the main character on Revenge, um, and Everwood was was an old show that I used to watch with my parents because it, it would come on uh, either like right before, or right after Seventh Heaven, I believe. So, um, wow. This, that Throwback. was canon. That was way. That was canon back in my. She head. looks Look at perfect. Her. Ninety girl. Ninety yes. girl. No, that is that is a high schooler in two thousand and two. And this looks like a like the older guy in a teen movie. Like the he looks like me. If I freshman. if I if I lose thirty pounds, I will look like that. Okay, moving on. <laughs> um, uh, this is uh, oh, so what, Gemma, Gemma uh, Jesus Khan. Howie Dominic Cooper. Goodness gracious. Yeah. Uh, sorry, another article that was good that BuzzFeed did was um, Marvel characters. So one person that have been played by multiple people. Yeah. And one of them is Howard Stark. He's uh-huh. been played by three different people. Uh, Dominic Cooper being one of them. We then go to Natalie Portman, dated uh, Jake Gyllenhaal. Uh, they did uh, not. Uh, did they not though. shower together, it seems. Long time I, I ago. Don't, I don't remember. Jake Gyllenhaal, Jesus creepy Christ. ladies if you're listening or men let us know what interests you m- most about jake gyllenhaal uh paul bettany uh dated jennifer con connelly <laughs> who's karen the of ai course. in peter's seat. of course he did of course the computer man dates the computer i mean like come on yes. sorry they've been married since 2003 holy shit so that yeah they're married um beautiful stuff oh they met on a set of beautiful mind Beautiful stuff for a beautiful mind. Uh, Bradley wow. Cooper 
and Zoe Saldana. Uh, yeah, 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 that one I know. Uh, otherwise, otherwise known as Rocket Raccoon and Gamora. <laughs> um, that's always nice to like to see that. Robert Downey Jr. and Mercy Tomei. Yeah, way back yeah. when. Oh wow, 1993, wow, nineteen ninety four. Um, Ken, did you ever see the? Uh, and um, you just wait, buddy, is- until you get to the Marissa Tomei episode in Seinfeld. Yeah, that's what I was gonna. Oh, really? So there's this like image that's going around of them hugging, <laughs> um, and they're like, until it's it's a black and white photo. They're like, until they they show us Uncle Ben, I'm like, this is gonna <laughs> be my pick. Uh, so George Costanza potentially could be Uncle Ben. Uh, let's just power through the rest of this list here. It's such an old one right there. Ryan Reynolds and Scarlett Johansson. That sounds like Classic. that was fun. Um, 2019, Richard Madden, who is Rob Stark. Uh, Icarus needed Connie from Captain America First Avengers, which is very <laughs> That just strange. seems like that's just a girl. That's just a girl. That's a very stretched one. Very stretched. Um, now we're getting into X-Men. This doesn't count. Come on, guys. Jennifer Lawrence. <laughs> Come on. Uh, Justin Hammer. Ah. Christine Everhart. You love to see it. They've been together since 2007. Wow, good for them. Yeah, good stuff. Uh, And then Tom Hiddleston is dating a future villain of the Marvels, set to be released in 2023. I believe this is this is accurately captured as Tom Hiddleston is only romantically linked to people, and he's not like contractually (laughs) with them. He's just he's just romantic with them. Tom Hiddleston Um, is such a fascinating creature because he's the best. Um, And then real quick. So this could be it. Uh, 10 MCU actors. I don't know when we became like a reaction YouTube channel, but this, this is fun. Um, 10 MCU actors that previously starred in other Marvel movies. Obviously you got John Favreau. Yes. Uh, being former X-Men. No, sorry. He was in Daredevil. Daredevil. That's Daredevil. Daredevil. Yeah. Um, and then you got Idris Alba. He was in Ghost Rider. You got these yeah. like Netflix sort of shows. And you then know, MCU okay, but shows. so was Nicolas Cage. Don't forget Nicolas Cage was Ghost Rider. This is a bit of a stretch. No one cares about this yeah, man. Okay with that. Uh, David, David Hasselhoff. Hasselhoff. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wow. Guardians. Wow. Uh, they two. Accounting Agents of Shield. Agents of Shield huh? Michael B. Jordan. Yeah. Again, yeah. a bit of a stretch. You'll notice there's a theme here of these Marvel actors that have kind of like auditioned for stuff and then they got big, bigger jobs. Uh, she doesn't count. Come on. She's the AI voice. Let, let's move on. Paul married to Paul Bettany. Uh, Ray Wise x-men agent carter that's a bit of a stretch lou ferrigno yeah, come on classic. that's that's uh lawrence fishburne <laughs> again a bit of a stretch here and then obviously Chris Evans, that's the, the big one i mean that's the big one yes um that's all i have i didn't wow. have the, those two things planned i mean we might need to be we might need to be prepped with those types of things now that there is no content due out until could repurpose uh you know uh, february or march i mean we'll see we still don't have a, a disney plus release schedule for these tv shows i mean we know we're getting some seems like moon nights um, first i think we are what are, what are we scheduled for we're scheduled for mood night we're scheduled for uh, multiverse of madness we know that we got she hulk on the horizon secret invasion fucking finally uh miss marvel which i believe is a is a disney plus show yes um you've got uh, the the guardians holiday special which i don't know why people care so much about that but i suppose it counts um and the, the, a good I mean, one the, don't sleep on it i know i know i know i know i know i know where's what if season two where's where's loki season you, two where's loki season two you know only all these things yeah. i want them i want them i, need I would them. expect some form of announcement at some point we need we need a voice from the leadership we need kevin feige to kevin, come set the bar help us kevin you can't come out 
like mid 2001, uh, 2021 and just say like, all right, here's what's coming with two, three year horizons. We need some adult decisions to be made about yes. Black Panther Wakanda forever. Yes. Morbius you're was going to let, And if you're going to let Shuri Omicron everybody on set. Yeah. Also, like if those are your beliefs, like don't keep telling everyone about it. Like, <laughs> I don't know. I just find it like arrogant to be like, I refuse to get this. I understand everybody has their own opinions here, but then to be in a position of like influence and have this like platform and be like, I'm not going to do it. And I'm going to tell everyone and all that stuff doesn't yeah. drive well with me either. I also feel a bit conflicted here with, do we recast black Panther? I don't know. I think it's, I don't a, know, it's, buddy. A, it's a tough decision. It's a really am, tough decision. I, all I know is that I'm very excited that I don't have to make the decision. Because it is an impossible decision. And no matter what they do, people will be very, very happy. And people will be very, very sad. Um, It's it's an incredibly tough spot. And I don't want any part of it. I would assume the family gets involved. I think Ryan Coogler seems like he's a outstanding gentleman. And that he would handle this property with care. Which only makes the anti-vaxxer in the other corner who could have been a leader in the series just that much more painful to listen to on a daily basis. So yeah. I'm very confident that that one's going to be pushed and Kevin's going to have to make some phone calls and say like, hey, we got to push these things up uh, because if Morbius is already being pushed back three months and yeah. you know this doesn't look like it's that serious of a wave, I cannot imagine what's going to be delayed later down the line when you get all those stuff going on. Ken, I think that was a good solid almost two hours here, but uh <laughs> you're probably sweating over there if you want to lead us out yeah uh, i'll folks. pass the, the ball over to you hey you know this move you're a pope wave yeah um so let me let me hit you with an update folks i mean i mean we're back it's 2022 we had a bit of a crazy december we i got to get married again we we had to do the holidays i had to travel all over the fucking eastern goddamn time zone for you know whatever reason that you want to come up with things are crazy okay we're all we're all working folks okay we've got to put dinner on the table so we took a little bit of a break we're back we saw spider-man we saw hawkeye it's 2022 we uh we oh fucking shit we popped the champagne we are here again excuse me by the way that was disgusting i apologize that was fucking gross. gross that was gross i'm not editing that out no, that was fuck me. That was gross. You should, I, if you're listening, and you heard that, and you think it's gross, send me a Venmo request for three dollars, and I will send it to you. I will send you three dollars for that disgusting display of nastiness. All right, come on, wrap it up. Anyway, it's 2022. We're back. We're back every other week. We're gonna hit you with. We're gonna hit you with more of this. I, I kind of Lou. I kind of like that. I kind of like that screen share kind of reaction stuff. We'll hit you with some of that. We'll hit you with the latest news. We'll hit you when Kev, Kevin Feige is coming on. We got guests coming back. Days Johnson, Hannah, Leo. Uh, they don't know Ron it yet. Solo. They the, don't know the, it yet, but they're coming they're back uh, and more. And and we're gonna we're gonna give you uh, a little bit more interview content than we did last time around. We're gonna give you a lot more in depth content this time around. We're excited to be back. We really love doing this. It's just a fun break for us. Um, uh, outside of putting dinner on the table and Lou getting hives every time he leaves his fucking bedroom from now on, um, we are we are very excited to 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 have this couple hours to just sit down and shoot the shit, uh, especially with you. This is MCU for Dummies. I am dummy number one, Ken. That is dummy number two, Lou. We will be back in a couple of weeks with some more MCU for Dummies content. Until then, 
We appreciate the, the likes, follows, and shares on the social. And we'll talk to you soon. Don't miss us too much now. Oh, God.